Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of Tour Podcast. Today, we're talking Cardano launching a blockchain academy in India. Then we also have Coinbase releasing some new digital assets on Coinbase Pro. And then finally, in our main topic, we're discussing South by Southwest preview, Just Hoddle It. You're probably wondering, what is that car? Well, it's going to be the biggest party at South by this year, and you're probably going to want to go through a podcast starting now. Welcome to Thriller with Car Gonzalez, broadcasting from Austin, Texas, via Simplecast and supported by listeners like you. It's time for the news. It's time for the news. It's time for the news. Thriller with Car Gonzalez. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the podcast. I missed you. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of news to cover today, and we have a very big show at the end. So let's go ahead and get started with the news first. So first up, we have Hacker Moves 2.09 million EOS tokens following blacklist update failure. So a purported failure to update the EOS blacklist allowed an anonymous hacker to move 2.09 million, that's right, EOS tokens. And what happened was it was from a hacked account due to an alleged failed update by an EOS block producer, according to a Telegram post by EOS block producer EOS42 on February 23rd. Now, the feature that requires BPs to blacklist compromised accounts, all top 21 BPs are required to blacklist a certain account in order for the blacklist to function properly. On February 22nd, a new EOS block producer dubbed games.eos apparently did not update the blacklist for EOS mainnet accounts. Subsequently, the security team of major global crypto exchange Hubei using blacklist data was able to carefully analyze that from EOS core arbitration forum detected assets pouring from EOS blacklisted accounts into Hubei accounts. Hubei subsequently froze the accounts and the associated assets, according to a tweet on February 23rd. Following the accident, EOS42 made a new proposal suggesting to nullify keys of blacklisted accounts instead of providing a veto power to a single BP on the EOS mainnet. Per EOS42, the option to nullify keys is more effective than broken blacklist and still allows an account to be saved and returned to its rightful owner. Now, we all know the number of BPs is capped at 21, but with these BPs candidates are able to replace each other through a constant voting process, as we know from being a block producer. Per EOS24, several accounts have been blacklisted in the past based on ECAF orders in which the victim's accounts were hacked. And we know EOS is the fourth largest cryptocurrency by market cap today. Our next piece of news. We have Byran Central Bank unveils Bitcoin regulations. That's right. The Central Bank of Byran has issued regulations for businesses engaging in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency related activities. The Middle East's tiniest nation becomes the first in the region to provide official government banking for the emergent asset class. According to Trade Arabia, 
This new regulation is becoming the first Arab nation to do so, so the law covers many aspects of the regulatory spectrum for cryptocurrency businesses, which include KYC, AML, capital controls, licensing, and risk management, among others. But Byran has taken its first concrete steps to becoming a major regional Bitcoin hub in the Middle East. Commenting on the, on the development, Khalid Hamad, a senior executive of the CBB, said, The CBB's introduction of the rules relating to crypto assets is in line with its goal to develop comprehensive rules for the fintech ecosystem, supporting Byran's position as a leading financial hub in the MENA region. Before announcing this new legal framework for cryptocurrencies, the CBB already created a regulatory sandbox for crypto-focused businesses. This regulatory sandbox functions as an incubator for exchanges and blockchain startups, allowing them to roll out their services to a limited clientele while regulators refine the necessary laws. Now, for Byran, the emerging Bitcoin and cryptocurrency landscape might provide a vehicle for the country to reclaim its position as the finance leader in the Middle East and North Africa, MENA region. In our next piece of news, two crypto startups want to put 10 million used cars on a blockchain. That's right. The Fusion Foundation and the automotive exchange platform are joining forces to bring this U.S. secondhand car market and its insurance and financing to a blockchain near you. The first step in the partnership, according to a Monday announcement, it is to integrate Fusion's blockchain platform and digitize AXP's current database of 10.5 million automobiles so they can properly be tracked and audited. And as we all know, the auto industry has long struggled with a lack of transparency and widespread information inaccuracies from titles all the way through financing. The AXP network encompasses some 25,000 independent car dealers across the U.S., and this extends to relationships with counterparties in finance and loan origination. So Amergo launches its own blockchain academy in India. That's right. Amergo is the official commercial and venture arm of Cardano, and it has announced it plans to expand into India by opening a blockchain academy. The institution of learning will be known as Amergo Academy and will train developers to the point of creating experts, thus increasing the adoption of blockchain technology. With the support of the Indian government officials and enterprises, the academy will be in line with Amergo's philosophy and goal of expanding the Cardano ecosystem. Amergo's Academy aims at supplying talented developers with the tools needed to thrive in the blockchain industry. But everybody's wondering why India? Well, we all know that India has emerged as technology powerhouse in the last few decades and has produced some of the best professionals in IT, all fields of engineering, finance, and medicine. The IT market in the country is worth $160 billion and projected to double $350 billion by 2025. With such potential and talent, Amergo chose to set up the institution in the country. Amergo's chief investment officer, Manmit Singh, explained how talented individuals through the academy will further the expansion and the use of blockchain technology. That's great news. And in our last piece of news, crypto exchange Coinbase has launched support for XRP, the third largest cryptocurrency by market cap. The exchange announced on Monday that it would be listing XRP on its professional trading platform, Coinbase Pro, in transfer-only mode, meaning customers can only deposit tokens to begin with. After a minimum of 12 hours, the company plans to activate other trading services, though this timeline is variable. 
Initially, Coinbase Pro customers in the U.S., the U.K., and some EU nations, Canada, Singapore, and Australia, will be able to access XRP with support for other jurisdictions possibly being added in the future. While no firm timeline for launching support on Coinbase's retail platforms was given, the exchange typically launches cryptocurrencies for its non-professional users within a few weeks of launching support on Coinbase Pro. And of course, Coinbase announced this via their Coinbase blog, and they said, XRP Ledger is powered by a network of peer-to-peer servers. All accounts on this network can send and receive XRP to and from each other, while XRP can be used to send underlining fiat currencies between two parties. We can function as a bridge currency in transactions involving different currencies, such as US dollars, Japanese yen, euros, francs, and other uses on the XRP network. And with that, let's get on to our interesting, very interesting video of the day. Let's do it. Thriller podcast. Interesting crypto video of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, today's interesting video of the day is coming from Lazard, CEO. That's right. He says he can imagine cryptocurrency replacing the U.S. dollar. That's right. He said the U.S. dollar and he said cryptocurrency in the same sentence. And he also mentioned the word replacing. (laughs) Take a listen. If you look at the economy today, what are the biggest risks to the U.S. economy and where does the threat of sanctions and trade wars play in that? Well, uh, let's talk um, short term and long term. Short term, the, the only real risk to the U.S. economy is overheating. And that would be a surprisingly strong uh, surge of inflation, which is probably unlikely. I mean, we have core CPI, which is behaving pretty well. Uh, and you have food and energy prices, which have jumped a bit. And there are anecdotally a lot of discussion around tight labor conditions, and that should lead to wage inflation, but we haven't seen too much of it yet. That would be one factor to keep an eye on. Medium, longer term, there are some real issues in the U.S. that I think we have to keep our eye on. If you sort of think about the success of the U.S., really post-war, maybe even for the last hundred years, there are kind of three pillars to the, or three, three legs to the stool. The first has been demographics. The second has been um, soft power. And the third has been rule of law. And when you think about the U.S., demographics has been one of its great strengths. We have a reasonable birth rate, but immigration has been a big contributor to the success of the U.S. in terms of um, a growing economy. And when you think about long-term economic growth, it's simply population growth and productivity improvements. And with an aging population, which the U.S. unfortunately has, but not nearly the issue that is faced by Europe or even China and Japan, um, immigration is, been, is, is going to be an important contributor to future growth, and that's something we have to keep an eye on. And I think right now the policies are probably anti-immigration, and there's a good debate to have about what is the right policy around immigration, who should be admitted, how, how one should go with thinking about that, but it's something that's been a real key to U.S. growth um, in the past. When you look at the second pillar of um, U.S. strength over the last period of time, it really comes down to soft power. And soft power is the ability to have influence without actually having to exercise power. And that comes through diplomacy. But probably the greatest um, demonstration of soft power is the fact that the U.S. has the reserve currency of the world. 
And that's not going away overnight. But to the extent that we have a unilateral foreign policy and a unilateral trade policy, we're sort of tempting the world to find an alternative to kind of clear and use something other than the U.S. dollar. That's not practical today. There's, it's not going to happen in all likelihood with euros. It's not quite yet. The Chinese currency is not quite ready for that yet. But there's enough technology out in the world today with cryptocurrency and uh, changes going on that you can imagine uh, if you let yourself mo- your mind wander a little bit, that something becomes an alternative in the future. And we shouldn't be tempting fate like that because it's such an important contributor to U.S. success. And then the third has really been rule of law, which I think has held up reasonably well over the course of the last year. But again, that's something which has been at the core of U.S. success is the ability to be certain when you enter into a contract, when you're making decisions that uh, you have real property enforcement rights and that, that in the end you can predict what's going to happen. Yeah, it was funny that he said tempting fate. It was almost like he knows where this is going. Uh, Just not reading too much into it, just reading a little into it. (laughs) But we we know that the Treasury Department, the Security Exchange Commission, Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Federal Reserve Bank, um, these are all protectors of the monetary elites, as we would probably call them. And we know, of course, that there's been people that have talked about this in the past. Ron Paul is one of them. For years, have been talking about how he looks to the U.S. replacing the fiat and it's a, and the dollar and it's the whole world reserve currency. And it's a mess. And it almost feels like we're in a monetary crisis right now, uh, just as a worldwide and just in the situation. Right. And um, who knows where it's going? But I do know that uh, holding Bitcoin is not is not a bad idea right now. It really isn't. It really is not a bad idea right now, because I do know with Bitcoin, there is no country that it's associated with. It's only mathematics. Right? You can have one Satoshi, two Satoshi, three Satoshi, four, (laughs) or you can have one whole Bitcoin or more. Doesn't matter. And it's also interesting to think that if there is a stable coin, sure, Bitcoin's gonna be snuck in there somewhere. With that, let's go into Coin Talk. It is time. Only crypto, coins, trade, predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering, isn't it? This crypto dream only on Coin Talk. Coin Talk. Coin Talk. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk. That's right, my favorite part of the day, your favorite part of the day, everybody's favorite part of the day, my dog's favorite part of the day, my wife's favorite part of the day, your brother, your sister, your mama, everybody's favorite part of the day, Coin Talk. But before we jump into that, before we jump into that, before we jump into that, before, 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 before we jump into that, we got to discuss a couple things. we got to discuss a few things. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I got to discuss a few things. Uh, first up, I'm gonna go down the list. I'm gonna go down the list. So South by is coming up. It's literally next Friday. I know it snuck up on us, right? You're probably wondering, damn, car, which one went by fast? Yeah, it did. It went by really quickly. Um, this is why I started ramping up for it in January because I knew this was gonna turn out like this. It snuck up on me last year. So, um, so for our schedule, through our crypto, through our podcast, my schedule. This is what I got booked so far. So Friday is the 8th. 
next Friday. We're going to do coverage. We're going to have a podcast that night. Saturday, we're going to do coverage. We're going to have a podcast that night. Sunday, the same thing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to top it off. It's going to be like, gosh, man, like eight or nine episodes, 10 episodes, probably even more, depending on how much I could sneak in there. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be a zombie. There's a lot of stuff happening right now leading up to South by that people are cramming in. Um, I'm getting a lot of tweets, a lot of emails saying, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Um, Right now, I'm pretty much booked (laughs) already at this point for the week. Um, So if, uh, if, you know, somebody sends me an email or something and it it might be too late or I might just not be able to get there. Trust me, I want to be there. I would love to be there. But at this point, the schedule is looking pretty tight at this point. So unless, you know, I'm going to be able to meet Vitalik or something, (laughs) there's there's really no or Satoshi. There's really no uh, moving my schedule around at this point. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to let you all let everybody know that we're going to provide around the clock coverage like we always do here on Thriller Crypto. So go to ThrillerX.com. Just follow us there. Follow me on Twitter because I'll be posting like crazy on there. Follow me on Instagram. That's where we're going to do a lot of live streams is our Instagram. And then follow us on YouTube, Facebook, all that other stuff. When we do a live stream, I'm going to try to do it to all platforms at once. But if I don't, my first go-to is going to be Instagram just because we have the largest following there and people love us there. And that's just where that's just where that's the one I feel the most at, 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 I just feel comfortable in is on Insta, on Insta crypto. Uh, crypto Twitter is fun, too, as well. Um, but uh, we don't have a lot of interaction there. A little bit here and there, a little bit, a little bit. But if you want to follow us, follow us on either one of those two platforms and then we'll we'll do as much coverage as we can. And then also send me any emails, messages, or anything like that that you see on the schedule that you want me to take a look at or you want me to book. I'll try to get my my butt over there and uh, cover it for you. And then also want to mention a couple things related to the crypto podcast this week. Uh, So we have on Charles Hoskinson on Friday. That's right. He's coming in on Friday to Thriller Crypto. We're going to do a whole podcast. We're going to talk about Cardano. We're going to talk about everything related to cryptocurrency and blockchain and what they're doing there at IOHK. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. And it's great to have Charles back on the show. He's a friend of the podcast and we all love the guy because he's just, he's the best. And um, so that's going to happen on Friday. Look for that to drop either Friday evening, depending on how late it goes into or, uh, or Saturday first thing for sure. We'll, we'll drop it on Saturday, if not Friday. Uh, so that's going to happen this week. And then next week, look for a couple of podcasts next week, maybe a Thriller News and then maybe like a Thriller Coin Talk somewhere. And then unless there's like big news, then we're probably only going to have two podcasts next week. And that's just a, to allow me to ramp up into uh, South By. <laughs> At, trust me, after South By, you're going to be tired of hearing me talk every day. So also make sure to hit subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already or Google Play or whatever podcast reader that you're using. I know a lot of you don't subscribe because I can tell from the metrics. So make sure you hit subscribe so that way you get every single podcast. And then just turn off the part where it says like, do you want to save this or download it? Just hit no on download and then just make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that in your queue of podcasts that you listen to because um, there's going to be a lot of news. They just announced today, uh, Consensus did that the, the blockchain house is coming to South by and they're going to do a whole kind of conference from like Sunday 
to Thursday, and it's going to cap off with uh, Joe Lubin going in front of South by Interactive and giving a whole keynote there. So, yeah, it's going to be big, too, as well. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to have a lot of interviews. We're going to have a lot of people just enthusiasts in the space just talking about it. We're, we're also going to be doing – well, it's going to come out on the main topic, but uh, just hodl it. We're going to go to that event as well, too. And then there's another event that we might attend on Tuesday and Wednesday. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. When I think of the amount of work <laughs> and the amount of editing that I'm going to have to do, oh, my gosh, it's going to be tough. I think next year we're going to have to get an assistant. I don't know. Let me know if you want that job. <laughs> Shoot your emails to carthrillercrypto.com. Seriously. I can pay in Bitcoin. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, what else? What else do we got? Um, I think I think that's all we got for South. But oh, that's right. One more thing. So on we're doing our giveaway. So as you know, Friday is the first and we usually give away crypto on, on the very first of the month. But this month we're not doing it because we're giving away two that's right two ledger nano s's and that's happening on the 13th on wednesday and we're going to do that through our telegram right through our telegram so if you haven't signed up to our telegram sign up to it if you haven't signed up to our newsletter sign up to it don't worry about spam i don't spam you i only send you one email and that's the first of the month that's just to give you crypto (laughs) that's the only thing we do it for (laughs) and a lot of people are like well car why do you do that for well it's because i want crypto adoption to happen and the only way crypto adoption can happen is if you give it away (laughs) that's the only way it can happen it's always amazing to me when these blockchain projects uh, are like getting started and they're like oh i don't know how to build a community well you build a community by giving it away <laughs> anyways so yeah we give that stuff away and then so we're giving away two ledger nano s's on the 13th that's a wednesday at 3 p.m that's right 3 p.m so if you haven't signed up for the newsletter sign up for the newsletter sign up to the telegram and we're gonna give two away there and we're basically just gonna say something like uh what's the answer to this question what's the answer to this question first one to tweet it out wins blah blah share the screenshot boom i'm gonna i'm gonna purchase it live <laughs> so you can see me purchase it going to send it to you. Uh, I won't put your address live, I promise, but I'll put everything there which you can see that I'm paying for it and stuff. And then, um, yeah, and then we're just going to send it right to y'all. So it's going to be cool. It's coming straight from Ledger. I'm not touching it. No one's touching it. There's no third party. It's going straight from Ledger to your house. And then also, this is just for our patrons because I love y'all so much. And you guys are the reason that we even have a podcast because you back us. So uh, for my patrons, there's going to be one of y'all, one of nine one of nine people that is going to get a Ledger Nano X. And that's going to be very simple. I'm going to ask a question on our Patreon page. And the first person to get it right wins that Ledger Nano X. And of course, that's going to happen on Monday the 11th at 3 p.m. So a lot of stuff going on that week. We're going to do a lot of giveaways. That's going to be cool. And then who knows? Maybe we run into somebody else. Maybe there's a party that we go to and they give away stuff. Uh, I don't know. But if there's crypto to give away, I'm going to give it away to people of my Patreon and people of our Telegram. So if you haven't signed up for those two things, sign up for it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just fun. It's just fun. And it's, it's just good to give stuff away during South by. Yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we do this every year and we're going to do it bigger next year. It's going to be bigger next year. And then the year after that, it's going to be bigger this next year until we get to a point to where we can do a thriller crypto festival. <laughs> eventually that's the end goal the end goal is to do our own crypto music festival that'd be awesome really cool 
Uh, okay. So, so, uh, so yeah, so that we're going to do all of that. And then I think that's it. I think that's all I got. Oh, and then also listen for the main topic, listen to the main topic today because it's really good. It's really, really good. It's the best crypto South by Southwest party that's probably going to happen all week. Seriously. And it's free. It doesn't cost anything. And then on top of that, the people that are putting it together are super nice. They're local Austinites and they love crypto just as much as me, just as much as you, just as much as your mama, your brother, your sister, just as much as everybody. And uh, they do it because they want to spread adoption as well, too. And they want to, you know, they want people to learn. And that's the only way we're ever going to get past this whole infancy stage, uh, infancy, infancy stage, stage that we're in. So, um, shout outs to D Blitz for doing that, and shout outs to Clarissa and everybody else participating with just hot a little bit. So, yeah, make sure to sign up for that. And um, yeah, all right. So, with that, let's go ahead and get into our disclaimer because we don't play a disclaimer at this point. Uh, there's a good chance, there's a good chance you can come after through a car. Yeah, I'm just saying. They're probably gonna they're probably making a dossier right now. They're probably like, okay, this guy's giving away blockchain wallets, he's giving away crypto, he's going to these events and he's talking about crypto. They're probably putting all this stuff together and they're probably like, how can we get this guy? How can we get this guy? How can we get this guy to slip up? But I'm gonna be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I have a disclaimer. I play a disclaimer and it protects me, right? I mean, it should. At least everything after I say from the disclaimer should protect me. Or at least I think it does. Who knows? Roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller's podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks he can. He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. This is Coin Mart Cap time. We got a lot to discuss. Uh, if you're, uh, if you're, you know what, I'm just gonna say uh, there's gonna be zero holdback when it comes to this section right now. Um, not because you know anything other than just my opinion. I promise. Should also mention too, uh, our coverage is gonna look a lot smoother. We got a gimbal this weekend. Uh, a, a, it's like a, it's like a. a, a, a like a, a gimbal, like a, a video gimbal that makes everything look uh, presentable and it's not so much shaky footage. So look for that to drop in the live stream. It's going to be really cool. We're testing it out. Anyways, okay, now let's get into coin talk. So Bitcoin right now is at 38.85. Of course, it's up 1%. And you know, the very first thing that I did over the weekend, as soon as I saw it, because I think it was Friday, it was like right around close to like 4,000. It was about to get over 41. And once it got over 41, I use BitRefill. If you guys never heard of BitRefill, it's an awesome service. They basically give you the option of using any uh, cryptocurrency uh, in the Nakamoto tree um, that I can see. Actually, they take Ethereum too. Um, and then what they do is you can buy, uh, you can get an Amazon card, you can get all these different type of vouchers, Steam, uh, whatever you want. It's really cool. Xbox, Hotels.com. Google Play, App Store, iTunes, Best Buy, stuff, Chipotle, Burger King. There's all this stuff that you can do. So as soon as I saw my my the, the price of Bitcoin go up, I was like, um, I need to buy a couple of things for South by that I'm going to need. And I went ahead and used some of my Bitcoin just because I'm, ne- I'm not a person personally that transfers it back into fiat. I know there's a lot of people out there 
that that want to go back to fiat and uh, and they love it and uh, god bless you <laughs> you know you're great i think you're great that's awesome i wish i could do that but with me I just have my freaking morals and they get the best of me sometimes. And and, and that really does like ugh, it just hurts my core if I go against them. Um, so like whenever it comes to like Bitcoin going really high, I use it. And uh, that's a fault. <laughs> it really is a fault. Don't be like me. Uh, but I, I use it and I, I want to, you know, um, make sure that I, I spend it, especially when it goes up significantly, especially since I've been purchasing it at twenty eight hundred. Um, you know, and just buying a lot as, as I can um, with everything. Um, so that's so as soon as I saw it go up significantly, I was like, OK, cool. Now I'm, I'm going to buy something that I need for South by uh, to make our, our coverage better. And um, and I'm not going to feel bad about it because I always feel bad afterwards for selling my Bitcoin or spending it. But I'm trying to become a different person this year to where I don't feel bad for spending Bitcoin. I used to in the past and I used to regret it. But I've come to realize like uh, Bitcoin is just another currency and I'm moving over my fiat into Bitcoin as much as I can, um, as much as my wife will allow me at this point. But it, it's it, I do make sure, though, when it gets up a certain threshold that, hey, I'm going to use it to buy stuff or stuff that I need or whatever or to fund this podcast, whatever I need to do. And um, yeah, as soon as I went to over 41, I, I purchased some, I went to Bitrefill. It's so easy to use. And I bought an Amazon gift card and boom, I purchased uh, what I needed, that gimbal and some other stuff. And boom, it was like, it was all profit because I had been buying from like 2832 33 right when it was during that December, January kind of crawl that we were in. Um, and that's where I was buying a lot of Bitcoin. And uh, everybody was like, you know, like, scary. You know? But I was like, no, I've seen this before. <laughs> it was like jumping right in. Uh, I didn't, no fear whatsoever. And right now it's at 38.85. And that's actually a really good price too as well. Um, I don't know if it's going to go down. I don't know if it's going to go even lower. People say it's going to go down to 24, 28. It's going to retest, whatever. I don't know. I'm not a TA guy. Go listen to them. They'll they'll tell you what you want to hear, right? Um, I just know from experience, and I feel like 3,800 to me. I'm not gonna balk at it and say I'm not gonna buy any Bitcoin because I'm always gonna buy Bitcoin with fiat. Always, I'm always gonna be buying. I, I missed the boat. I wasn't able to mine Bitcoin. Well, very early on I was, but I stupid enough <laughs> stop and stop mining it uh, almost after a day just because I just didn't pay attention and I wasn't in the right mindset to accept the philosophies of Bitcoin yet whatever whatever it was but I, I do know now that when it comes to fiat and uh, purchasing Bitcoin I don't mind I, I like it I'd rather have Bitcoin I'd rather spend with it I'd rather use it I'd rather give it away because um, it's just better for me <laughs> and the way I work so yeah Right now, I'm, I'm still buying some at 38. I don't care if it goes to 32. I don't care if it goes to 28. I'll buy some there, 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 and there. If it goes down to 1300, so be it. I'll buy some there too as well. I don't think it is. I think we're out of this, you know, hopefully out of this crypto winter. I think we're crawling out of it. I This was one of the very first episodes that I talked about this year. January 1st, released an episode, Crypto New Year. And I said, where do I see this in two months? I said, it was still too early. I was like, I'm not going to say where it's going to go until after March. I want to see what South by. I want to see what the consensus is at South by in regards to what people are talking about. I want to get a feel for everybody in the space and where everybody sees it. 
just from the interviews that we've done so far this year and the people I've been talking to, it seems like we're out of this right now. It seems like we're safe. Um, it seems like the money that that left in November of last year is coming back in. Um, we, we just recently got injected another 11 billion um, here recently. We went to we made that run to 41. Um, so. I think I think it's slowly happening. I think it's going to take a little bit more time. I definitely don't. I definitely don't. I definitely won't give you a for sure thing until we get to consensus in New York and we discuss it there and we see what the big people in the space are saying about where the industry is going. And I think that's where we'll kind of see where we're headed for the rest of the year. Personally, this is all my opinion. I'm not hearing this from anybody else. This is just what I know <laughs> being in this space. And that's what I'm waiting for. Those are the key things that I'm waiting for to see what happens. I'm waiting for South by. I want to hear what everybody else is talking about. I want to gather that info. I'll let y'all know what I think. And then I want to go to New York to consensus. Yes, we filled out a press pass. We'll see if we get in. I don't know. I don't know. Um, 50-50. Maybe. Maybe we get punched in there. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've been pretty good with my content lately. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but we'll see what happens. Either way, we're still going to cover it either from Austin or from New York. But I, I will say though, real quick, once we get there and we hear what they're saying there, we can kind of get a good idea of the space of what everybody's talking about, what everybody's feeling. Cause those are big people in the space. These are people that work for business insider. They work for the wall street journal. They work for all these big press, big media publications and they are the ones doing a lot of the talking. And they're the ones that are actually influencing these other big high-tech CEOs and institutional investors in the space because they, they listen to them or they regurgitate what they hear from them. Either way, it's still a reverberation of that area. We need to understand where it's all headed. So that's why we go there. That's why we listen to them. And then we see where, what they're talking about and we see where it's going. And it could go the completely opposite way. It could. It just very well could. But at least we'll have a good uh, kind of barometer of what to expect. Um, but I would say last year, consensus, it was pretty spot on. <laughs> like they talked about regulation. They hammered that down. The SEC, everybody knew it was just dumb, 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 dumb. Like it was bad. And pretty much from there, just whew, just sh- it just straight shot down. And if you remember, we were close to half a trillion. We're, we're at $450 billion in May before a week before consensus and after consensus it just tanked yeah that's how bad it was people don't remember that but i do you go back listen to the old the podcast episode from last year at the same time i say the exact same thing that i'm saying right now and that's what i'm trying to tell you that until we get to consensus i'm not gonna get my verdict just yet okay ethereum 139 you're like damn car you talk a lot about that stuff 139 dollars for ethereum everybody seemed to have moved over from ethereum to xrp when all of a sudden XRP went up 10% today. Now it's at 33 cents. Um, what do I think about the whole Coinbase thing? Honestly, my true opinion is I think uh, Coinbase uh, had their hand forced. And I know a lot of you are like, what do you mean, Heather? Well, I think you have people like uh, uh, the CEO of Ripple, I forget his name, <laughs> Brad Garlinghouse, <laughs> Uh, you know, go on record to a lot of publications and say why, why XRP is not on Coinbase one of the biggest American exchanges, blah, 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 he's doing that. And then you have a bot army of XRP people, because um, that's what it is. It's a bot army on Twitter. Make no mistake, those aren't real people. And those are hitting every time Coinbase tweets, 
you get a flood of people talking about where's XRP, why XRP isn't on this, why, and it's just over and over and over and until it becomes a meme on crypto Twitter where people are making fun of these bot army XRP bots. And it's just, it's sad because you had all this like, you know, kind of encroachment on Coinbase just over and over and over and over. And this is for two years, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't for like nine months or seven months or six. No, this is for two years. This has gone on in this space. Since 2017, they've been, you know, hitting Coinbase over the head with WinXRP, WinXRP. Like, it's ridiculous. It was so much so that today when they tweeted out, when Coinbase tweeted out XRP was coming on, they said, when XRP, exclamation point, now. <laughs> like they made it, they even like, you know, fed into the meme themselves. So what do I think about XRP being added to Coinbase? I think they had their hand forced. I think they had their hand forced because there was such a backlash for them not having XRP on there. And I also think as well too, and no one's saying this because no one's going to call them out on this. I also think that it's responsibility to Ripple as an organization to make sure that doesn't happen. I know they're going to try to say, well, it's, it's a decentralized cryptocurrency. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. It's definitely not a security anymore. But to say it's as decentralized as Bitcoin or even anywhere near that, um, it's not. And I think that what XRP did uh, to, to get on there, what Ripple did to get XRP on there is just it's a joke. It's a downright joke, in my opinion, because to, basically you're telling any other coin out there that if you want to get on Coinbase, build a bot army on Twitter, um, have your CEO call out Coinbase publicly to all media publications whenever you have the opportunity to do so. Go on conferences and call them out again, too, as well there, too. And then you'll you'll force them to list your token. <laughs> gosh, gosh. Anyways, um, uh, other than that, the market's looking pretty good, pretty stable. I think, uh, yeah, I think everything's looking pretty good. Uh, we got Bitcoin SV up 17%. Gosh, today is such an upside down day. All right, with that, let's get into our main topic. Today, we're discussing South by Southwest preview, just hodl it. That's right, we have on Calissa Paraboom and D Blitz. That's right, from BYO Bitcoin. So, with that, let's get into the main topic starting now. Burn up fire and drown drops of water 
Son, I told you I got them bangs like Goya. Gone up them heels, got me jumping off the sofa. Hotter than a hot pocket out the devil microwave. Model bitches begging just to be a nigga sex slave. Excited for garments like a tailor made. And when these bitches see me, man, they wetter than a Everglades. Every day, same shit, me getting paid. Waking up, new bitch, me getting laid. Used to take bottle back, waitress bring the bottle back. Now they see me shining and they looking like a sour patch. Niggas catch a heart attack. Newport salt pack, never blow grunt raps. But these blunt raps sewn up. Whoever thought I'd be the greatest growing up. Grown up, grown up. Yeah. Rushing at a kid just to be grown up. Yeah. Whoever thought I'd be the greatest growing up. in for our main topic today we are talking south by southwest preview 2019 we have on clarissa paraboom of company one founder and ceo hey clarissa hi and then we also have on devin blitzer of byo bitcoin ceo and founder hey what's up devin hey how's it going awesome awesome so 2019 south by southwest is around the corner i'm super excited for it i'm sure you guys are as well too Clarissa, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about South by and your kind of, you know, your view and and what you see for this year. So South by is going to be huge, especially the crypto version of South by. Um, it's actually grown leaps and bounds. Um, when I've been going to South by for for years now, and I remember when they first started implementing um, some portions of crypto into um, the technology area. And um, since then, it has grown exponentially. Like it was maybe, you know, five five percent after the first year. It expanded, and then it expanded another five percent. So it was like ten percent. You know, you could see crypto there, and and now I would say um, crypto is is going to start taking over <laughs> some of the <laughs> events um, in South by, and I'm so excited to see it. Last year was amazing. There were so many events geared towards anything and everything crypto, um, which is just amazing to see because um, it kind of shows how crypto has grown, not only as an industry, but with how it's kind of expanded into other industries as well and how many other folks we've been touching at South by. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, it to me, it, it, it's kind of weird how like, you know, like this culture of music and hip hop kind of merged into last year at, at, at the crypto events. And it kind of saw like all these hip hop artists embrace Bitcoin. And it was just it was nuts. It was really crazy. like to hear, you know, like some rhyme spit about Bitcoin. Uh, Devin, what's your what's your background? And tell us about uh, BYO Bitcoin and what you guys do at South by. My background is in mining with BYO Bitcoin mainly right now. BYO Bitcoin and our partners have been mining for over five years. And I got into it full time in 2017. I was I was working at IBM and uh, and uh, then I, you know, 
got up one day, quit right then and there, and then booked a, a trip to China to, to meet with Bitmain immediately. <laughs> and ever since I've been in the industry, we went from self-mining to we went from self-mining to hosting and and from hosting to purely consulting. So we work with other mining companies, we work with institutional players, we work with private equity funds and firms to be able to get them the cheapest electricity, the cheapest power to save them millions in, 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 in CapEx and OpEx over the course of their, their power agreement terms. And, and so that's kind of where, that's kind of where our expertise lays, lays out. Okay, great. And how does, uh, how does South by fit in for you with all of that going on? Is that where you guys meet a lot of uh, outside investors as well too? Okay, so yeah, so South by Southwest. So I, I've been going to South by Southwest for for seven years now, and I've lived in Austin for seven years. And every year, I every year we we you know we would go. I always like <clears throat> I would love to have my own event. Love to have my own event. And last year, it it was branded as as BYO Bitcoin as a BYO Bitcoin event. And this year around, we kind of took that away and, and made that more so, more so around, around like my network and, and people in the industry and being able to say like, Hey, this is a, this is a really good event. You have really concrete speakers, a really concrete schedule, people that, that I know personally that are in my, in my network. And I would love for other, you know, them, other crypto professionals and enthusiasts to be able to come into a comfortable area and be able to talk about what's on their mind. Because a lot of these people don't talk to crypto people every day. They're normal, normal day enthusiasts. They have, they're, they're researching. And when they have no one to talk to you about this crazy concept, such as cryptocurrency, they, they come, they come to these events and they absolutely love them. And so we're here to not only not only have a good time and, and but to be educated because even you and me and everyone in this room we we hear new crypto talks all the time and we get educated every single time we're we're experts in certain regards but we're here to learn and understand it as as the industry grows and that that's kind of the 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 whole emphasis on on the on the event and, and, and what we're trying to convey. Awesome. Awesome. And Clarissa, tell us about this event because I know you're kind of working with uh, Deep Blitz on this as well too. I am. So uh, Deep Blitz hired company one to do um, the PR and marketing, some of the marketing for the event. And so um, I actually uh, got involved with it that way. I, uh, Devin and I had actually worked before um, at Texas Bitcoin Conference, uh, he came in and, and did a mining session for us there. And then um, I actually worked with him at the, the first Bitcoin um, event that he had as well, um, the Just Huddle It event. And so um, was really thrilled when he asked me back on to, to give him some help. I'm tasked with uh, 
getting out the information and getting as many people in who can come and learn about crypto um, and who want to talk to thought leaders, you know, and, and get those big questions asked that they normally wouldn't have a chance to do because you have to go and spend $1,200 at these conferences, you know, just to get in. If it goes well, if it goes better than it went last year. How, how good was it last year? I, I was, I didn't attend last year's, but what? Oh how, my God, it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so la- last year was, was very, la- last year was very unorganized. So we ended up being able to, to book a venue last minute at South by Southwest last year. And we invited everyone we knew in the industry and everyone that, that we could that all our friends and, and family that, that came to the event. And it ended up having 1,200 RSVPs. Oh, wow. We have 1,200 RSVPs last year. And there was a bar tab. There was bottles you could buy with Bitcoin. And nice. everyone had a really good time. We had speakers from Decred. We had, we had, we had speakers from Decred. We had speakers from Funware, Funcoin, Randall Crowder. There, there is a lot of good people there and ended up actually, ended up actually Business Insider wrote an article on us. And if you Google Bitcoin South by Southwest, it's a Business Insider article about us last year. We, we, we learned from last year. This year, we are centralizing it around the professionalism of, of the industry and being able to network at an event that has a good mix of professionals and enthusiasts and, and the ability to, to do that and focus on that. And of course, after have, have a good time, I think really portrays a, a good image and is also the values that we want to instill in the, in the industry. Nice. And then, so what do you guys have planned for this year? Because I know it's going to be happening on Monday, March 11th at around 7 p.m. And that's going to be right in the thick of South by. Uh, Clarissa, can you tell us a little bit about where people can go and like, where do we sign up? Absolutely. So you can go to um, bit.ly slash just hodl it is the link, or you can go to Eventbrite and do a search on just hodl it or dblitz. Okay. And you can register right there. It's free to the public to come in. Um, I believe that we start charging ticket prices on the day of the event. Oh, that's nice. Minimum five bucks if you come late. Um, but you might not be able to get in because it was we had a line outside and down the street um, oh, wow. last year. And we're expecting it to be even bigger this year. Yeah. Um, we are planning a lot of things. So in last year... Um, they had one large panel session. It was really informative. Um, it was a great session. Um, but like Devin said, it, it wasn't managed very well. So this year it's going to be uh, a little more on point. We're going to have more than one session and it's going to cover all sorts of topics um, such as, you know, will Bitcoin reach the million dollar mark? <laughs> um, fun topics like that. But we're yeah. also going to have um, really really great topics that are trending right now, such as um, crypto for good. Um, is privacy important right now? You know, and and then we're going to talk about um, mining, um, such as is, is mining really profitable right now? I know that there's a whole myth going around right now that it's not mining because of this bear market, but uh, Devin will tell you otherwise, and he's going to on that night. So we're going to have a lot of really great topics. We're going to have a lot of really great 
speakers and projects coming on board this year. Um, Decred is going to return. Um, Marco Pierboom is going to be talking. Funware is coming back. We also have Crypto Watch coming, Hire Match coming. Um, we have uh, Jared Tate from Digibyte. Oh, yeah, Jared. And then we also have Paul Snow of Factum coming and speaking. Oh, yeah, Paul. Oh, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be a good time. Really grade A projects coming to speak on these topics and to educate everybody, but also just to have a great time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at the Business Insider and it says right here, it says, one panelist encouraged solidarity as we all sort of survive this crypto winter. Uh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. The goal, I think, is to really establish this event as the crypto event to go to, to really get education. Um, yeah. You know, Consensus yeah. has their lounge and there are crypto sessions during the South by conference, um, during the tech conference. However, you know, you have to get a pass that's $1,800 right now to get in and, and see those. And um, we wanted something where people could come and, you know, get that knowledge for free. And so what, what Devin has in mind um, that I'm going to help him establish is an event where you can come and maybe expand this event where you can come and learn for free and, um, just have a great time yeah. talking to others about crypto. And I can touch up on that too. The, the, the idea is for us to have an even better successful year, the second year, and then next year have a full weekend conference and not just one day. The reason being is because like Clarissa was saying, there, are, uh, there aren't really, uh, there's, a, there's a good crypto presence during South by Southwest, but it's not necessarily worth the $2,000. And I believe by, by being able to charge significantly, significantly less and have it separate than South by Southwest, you can draw a huge conference attendance while still having the backing of South by Southwest, unofficial South by Southwest, to be able to network and have good nightlife and to really feel like that's that weekend, that's the conference you want to be at in Austin. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like for us this year, we had been applying for a, a, a press pass for the past two years. And uh, this was the first year they actually gave us one. So it was surprising. Like I, would, I was just astonished because for the longest time, they just didn't take crypto or blockchain or whatever they wanted to call it seriously. And this was the first year they actually punched, they punched me in. And I was like, whoa, really? I was like, wow. And uh, there's going to be a couple interesting people that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, at the event. But all of that is centered towards Wednesday, Thursday and Friday uh, of, of the last weekend. And so there's really nothing going on. So there's definitely a need for like Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh, of, of South by to like cover this whole crypto space. And man, it'd be awesome if you guys <laughs> throw that next year. I, I can't wait to go to the event on Monday, though. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. So I guess um, what what else are you guys working on? I, I, I know uh, Deep Blitz, you're saying that you have your own company that you're kind of working towards. What what kind of what kind have you seen this year as opposed to last year? And were you headed towards the end of the year, kind of ramping up to? So so this is the year that mining is becoming fully industrialized and and it doesn't make real sense to to mine as a consumer anymore because you don't have the benefit of economy of scale. Okay. 
And can you kind of give us a little bit more? Can you tell us like why that is? Is it because of Bitmain yeah. or is it because of a, oh, okay, it is. <laughs> I mean, is it because of what? Uh, Bitmain. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into this. I would love to, but there are supplier. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's, it, so it's, it's just, it's just for the average consumer these days. The, the history of mining goes from CPU to GPU to, to ASICs. And, and not only in, in those steps in terms of from a tech, technological standpoint, but in regards to how much power consumption is needed, going from your, your laptop computer to, to needing a, you know, using as much as a, a microwave in your home to that doesn't even work because, because it costs so much money and your electricity bill isn't there to, we need to build out mining farms to where, Oh, it's not about how many me- megawatts you have. It's, it's about what kilowatt rate you're getting. And so right now you're seeing a battle for the cheapest of the cheapest power. And so what, what my business does is instead of working with the grid, which when you bring gas, when you, when you bring electricity to your, to your mine, to your home, you have utility poles that transfer that, that electricity to your, to your home. And you have the generation, the gas guys that, that, that supply the, the, the energy needed, you know, the, the, the demand. And, and so when you get your bill, you have a gas price bill, and then you have your, your utility fee and your demand charge for using that utility lines. So by being able to go straight to the gas sites at the gas wells and you owning the generation and being able to drill for the wells, you're able to one, cut out the, the middleman, which is the utility fees, and then also be able to get as low as 1.5 cents a kilowatt hour, which is considered the lowest power rate that you can get. So it doesn't matter if if Bitcoin drops to $500, you have that cushion room of so many cents to be able to remain profitable. And so my business is very, is, is something is, is being able, we're able to get a lot of, you know, business, a lot of clients in the pipeline, a lot of people interested, a lot of people wanting to, to do this because we have, you know, they, they necessarily don't want to do it themselves, but us offering services to help them generate their own power and be able to, sufficiently get 1.5 cents is what the what we do as a business and what the industry has come down towards wow that's fascinating hopefully Um, that wasn't too much no no like that's so in depth like i I wouldn't even have realized that it's gotten that far in but yeah that's amazing so you're going to be doing some of those kind of speakings there at the at the at the party yes i'll be talking about is mining still profitable and, and it's a very subjective term because it, it all matters on your electricity rate because what, what you're getting is different than the rate in a different city or a different neighborhood. And so it's on, on a publication standpoint on blogs saying that mining isn't profitable is a very subjective statement that needs a lot of justification if you're going to be able to say that. Are you saying it's not profitable for the general consumer, for the general people? You need to be able to specify exactly what you mean. Yeah, most definitely. And I I can't wait to hear that. That's going to be, that's going to open a lot of ears right now. Just you saying it out loud is going to kind of get people to realize exactly how that all that works. And uh, they're going to be able to find out more about it for sure during South by for the hey, rest real of- quick. I, I have one thing to add on that. If you don't mind me. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so 
pretty much one thing that I think is very interesting thought is that as at, there's millions of miners right now uh, for you know for the Bitcoin network there's millions of miners that are running right now on the network and there's going to be a point where those miners don't work in they're obsolete they're actually not profitable to anyone and when when that hits a point you're going to have these the newer generation come in and take more hash power for less for less wattage and the whole boom from from 2017 into 28 amassed so many hundreds and gigawatts of power that it was a surplus of what really was needed to to what bitcoin really is valued at so when you when you go when you hear people saying that bitcoin uses a a a one percent of all energy consumption i believe it because the inflation the bubble of the crypto of crypto in 2017 into 2018 miners were building out hundreds and gigawatts of of power and it got to the point where companies like bitmain were oversupplying these miners so much and flooding flooding the markets and saturating them that everyone had had miners that when crypto dropped from from you know 15k or 10k down to 3k everyone everyone that didn't have 5 cents or or below really got screwed with their miners wow Wow, that's some insight. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of that might be too in depth. No, that's that's amazing. That's we've never heard that before. But yeah, that's it, if it was going to be one person that would know it, it's you, D Blitz. Yeah. What, what you're going to see is that since those miners that that fat starts getting trimmed, those old S nines, right? Everyone knows about the ant miner S nines. Those those old S nines get start getting trimmed, and it moves towards a fully industrial play. Because when you have economy scale, you're able to get wholesale power. You're able to get discounted discounted miners, and those are the benefits that make it make it sense to to large scale people be able to minimize your be able to 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 trim your margins down to a point where it still makes sense to invest millions of dollars in. And if you believe Bitcoin's here to stay, then mining's here to stay. And for mining to stay, it needs to make, remain profitable. And as these new the, these new terahash machines start to come into play and taking over the network more and more. You're going to see all these S9s drop off. You're going to see a lot less power consumption being used, and it's going to be able to adjust, re- recorrect, and more so in a way that that more so like sh- shows exactly how much the Bitcoin network should be using at this point in time. Gotcha. Well, and there's going to be a point. And he's where, going to talk where, more about it. During what? the panel session, unless you want to do a whole separate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she's like, save it for the my panel bad, session. Bad, I'll <laughs> say, I am. I'm like, hey, dude, you're giving away the whole session. Yeah, you're giving away some good stuff. We're, we'll keep that in. <laughs> I just want people to know about this stuff. Yeah, dude, that's 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 amazing. That's amazing. Like, yeah, that's just. Devin is a plethora. <laughs> he is a gold mine. Dude, you need to watch how much knowledge you're giving out for free. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's awesome. And so, Clarissa, tell us what you got going on with Company One this year. Uh, so, Company One um, is extremely new, um, and I am hoping to expand the services that I offer. Um, we will do everything from branding, logo design, um, marketing goals, to graphic design, to um, social media, SEO, uh, PR, um, website, you name it, we're going to be full stop shop where we will even be creating 
um, your brand swag for you. That's um, awesome. So it'll be a full service marketing shop and true marketing shop, not just PR. I know there's lots of companies out there that say they do marketing and really all they're doing is PR work. And um, knowing the difference, I think, is what's going to set uh, company one apart from the rest of the folks. And we are going to be catering strictly to blockchain and crypto companies. Yep. So I have high hopes for it. That's awesome. That's great. This is, that's very much needed in this space. I, I feel like there's only one company that comes to mind that, that does that. Um, and, and yeah, it's great that you guys are here in Austin and you're going to be allowing that for a lot of developers and stuff like that here. That's going to be cool. Very cool. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I have experience with Decred. I was the former lead for them and really learned the culture. And I think that that's what's key in crypto because a lot of folks come into um, the industry and they're from another industry and they kind of want to put crypto and blockchain companies in that box. And what they don't understand is a lot of these companies are open source projects so they don't fit the mold. Um if you've ever been to a conference where you've seen Decred, Clarissa is the one behind all of it. Yeah, she's, she's <laughs> yes, amazing. Yes, we will have event management as um, part of the services for C1TX. Just total it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I, I can't wait to go to the event on that Monday. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then... I'm sure I'm sure you guys have some surprises that you're not <laughs> yet disclosing. And we're like two weeks away. <laughs> we do. We have some we're gonna have some well, yeah, don't put this part in, but we're gonna No, have no, 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 no. Okay, no, it's okay. You don't have to you don't have to put it in. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Do you guys have any final words? You're great. <laughs> Thanks, D Blitz. I do, I do. Uh, everyone is welcome to come to the Just Hoddle It event. Come and learn about crypto. Come and have a great time. Um, go to bit.ly slash just hodl it, or you can do a search on Eventbrite for just hodl it or dblitz. And we it, hope to see everybody there. If, you, if you've ever read a crypto or blockchain article that you actually enjoyed, then this is definitely something worth coming to. Awesome. That's, that's, that's great right there. And then we'll also put a link in the show notes, everybody. So be sure to click on that. And that way you can go straight to the Eventbrite page and sign up right away because it's free. You better do it now because late bird, that's when they start charging. Okay. With that, let's get on to the end of the show.
Ladies and gentlemen, another Thriller Podcast is Dunsies. Thank you so much to D-Blitz and Clarissa Baraboom for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And also to all of y'all, go ahead and sign up. South by Southwest 2019. Just hodl it a bit. It's going to be big. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's going to be informative. So click that link in the show notes. Go ahead and sign up. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just get your ticket here to South by as soon as you can. Book that flight to Austin. Buy Bitcoin. Save the world. See you tomorrow. This is the end of the show.